Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Headspeeth. Sorry we're a day late today, but uh, let's be honest, I think we all needed an extra 24 hours at this point. With me, as always, is still my topest of top reds. He's still hanging in there. Is of course, Mr. Alex Purdy. How are you? Good weekend? I'm exhausted, mate. We're filming this so early. Um, and also the reds are just <laughs> terrible. So, exhausted all round, full package. Oh, what a terrible start today for you. I know. Not, not normally up this early, are you? No. Um, and always, uh, we do also have Emma Sanders. I'm always so scared I'm going to call you Emma Saunders by mistake. <laughs> is an Emma Saunders, but no. Uh, yeah, Emma Sanders, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, like like Turds, I've been up nice, bright and early. I think probably a little bit earlier than him. But, um, but, but were you up at six, Turds? Were you smashing yep. it? Yeah, half five. I like to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting out, going to the gym and all that, yeah. Yeah. That's late um, for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I had a lion. Yeah, good. Uh, how, are you, how are you, Andy? How are you? We never ask how you are. Oh, yeah. You ask us yeah. how we are. Sorry, That's fine. Man. I just always assumed that you were very rude people. That's just <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I am good despite Liverpool's now sixth consecutive home defeat at Anfield. Um, let's, let's get straight into it, shall we? I mean, if we have to. I mean, if you want, is there anything else, Emma, going on in your life that you'd rather talk about? Uh, I completed um, Spider-Man on uh, PS4 yesterday. No way. Yeah, I've the second one. never played it. Is it good? What? You recommend oh, it's it? it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I completed both of them now. Yeah, yeah, the boss, you should, you should do it. If I had to pick between the two of you who I thought was going to be more of a gamer, I would have gone Purds. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm a gamer. It's like once in a blue moon, I decide to play a game and it's pretty much always like Harry Potter, GTA, <laughs> FIFA. It's like the most obvious one. It's like, if you, yeah, yeah. like when someone starts talking about COD, I'm like, no idea what that is. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, you're a get, you love, well, you, we know you, you were like ranked like 10th in the world at FIFA or something, weren't you? Yeah, let's go with 10th. It was 63rd, but you know, who's counting? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm strictly FIFA me. <laughs> And I'm great at it, so it's fine. And humble. Um, Anyway, I suppose we better get on to talking about the actual football. Um, Liverpool nil, Fulham one. Uh, I'd like to start this with a tweet. Uh, We don't normally dive headfirst into football Twitter because, let's be honest, it's a fucking cesspit. (laughs) Uh, But the president, the actual president of Namibia has been tweeting. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but it's Haga... G. Gaingob, I think, is the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. You did so sure. well there. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, let's call him. And uh, yeah, after the game against Fulham, after the sixth home defeat, he tweeted, We, the supporters of Liverpool, and then he actually added LFC, have been walking alone for a while now. Sadly, we are becoming orphans because our team is dying. 
Uh, just to remind you, he is the actual president of Namibia, <laughs> Namibia and he's a 79-year-old man. So, yeah. What I mean, I feel like... Comes? Um, go on, Emma, sorry. what are you going to say? No, yeah, go, I was go. just going to say, I feel like he he just needs to say what he really thinks. He's beating around <laughs> the bush there. Like, he just needs to come out with it. I mean, it shows we're a massive club, doesn't it? That even, you know, African presidents are, are big, diehard fans. He sounds it? like I mean, a top red. This is what I would say. <laughs> I was going to say, is this your burner account? This... <laughs> well, this guy's mental. We we now have... Well, no, we're, we're orphans because we've lost a few games in the past three months. What's mm-hmm. he trying to say? Well, it's kind of a mixed metaphor because we're orphans and we're dying. We're dying orphans. We're dying orphans. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's really bad. And, and we're walking alone. <laughs> I was really, really bad. Okay. The, the, yeah. There is a lot in that tweet, to be fair. It's a lot to take in. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still digesting it, to be honest. I was trying to do a little bit of a deep dive on this guy before coming on here today, but there's like surprisingly little about him on the internet. I don't know if we've got any Namibian listeners who can fill us in. Did you search up how to pronounce his name? Uh, I tr- well, I actually went on YouTube and tried to find like somebody like introducing him or something, and it's really annoying because I kept finding like these UN speeches where they'd just be like, "And now over to you, Mr. President." So I, just, oh. I never actually got any conclusive thing on, but I'm going with Game Gob, I think. Um, anyway, yeah, Mr. President, Mr. Top Red President, yeah. who is uh, not happy, and just to repeat, he's 79 years old. <laughs> Uh, but I think that captured uh, kind of the mood um, <laughs> among Liverpool fans after that game against Fulham. Uh, it's now six home games in a row, uh, straight defeats after, you know, whatever it was, three years essentially without without defeat. I mean, last year we were talking about all kinds of records that we were going to break, potentially City's points records, maybe even going unbeaten. Are we now on for breaking the home defeats record, which is 10 in a row with Sunderland. And uh, I think that was back in 2015. I mean, Perth, that's something to aim for, isn't it? I mean, it's a record. Yeah, I mean, why not? Look, we're on the right path. Uh, we're playing terribly. Um, I just hope... <laughs> consistent, isn't it? Cause, yeah, at least we're consistent. I, I don't actually want this record, surprisingly. And I think hopefully what? we can pick up a grubby draw against someone along the way. And then lose the rest of them. <laughs> but as long as there's one draw in the next four, I'll be happy. I think in some ways that would actually be worse if we just uh, if we would came it? so close to it. We, but then we wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Uh, Emma, well, we've got a bit of distance from this now. We, unfortunately, we weren't able to do this pod yesterday. But is that extra twenty four hours giving you any more clarity on this game? Is there is there anything that you wanna you wanna talk about from the Fulham game? Yeah, I mean, even just like the 10 minutes of this this podcast, like I feel so much better already. Just like <laughs> Mr. President has absolutely lifted my mood because I'm going to try and nothing... I'm going to try and get him on next week, by the way. See if I can oh, just, yeah. yeah. <gasps> DM him. Oh, I'm already imagining a show with like Salif Chow and Mr. President from oh. Namibia. That would just be incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it like to, to go back to the actual football talk. Yeah, I think... Um, it wasn't a good game of football, let's be honest. It was terrible. It was the same old. Um, and I think from discussions that I've had with people and, you know, other reading, like reading of other pieces of writing and podcasts, etc. in the days since then, I think, I think it's clear that it's, we can't just put it down to, it's down to injuries again. It's down to scheduling again. Like there is a fundamental problem here where I think it's, you know, the confidence is just absolutely shot and there is something probably bigger and more rooted that needs to be sorted. 
of what that is, I don't know. But um, I fully believe in Jurgen Klopp and his staff to be the right people in place at the moment to turn things around. But I think the players need to take responsibility now and find that self-belief or whatever it is within them to, to get the results. Because at the end of the day, those players should be beating a Fulham team. Um, yes, it was a it was a very young back line. It was a very experienced back line. But the players who came onto the pitch and, you know, the likes of Diogo Jota coming back and Naby Keita being in the team, Liverpool, mm. Liverpool should have got something from that game. So um, I think, yeah, I think they, top four is probably over and done with now. And I think it's just a rebuild now for the for the rest of the season. Support for the Gig and Press podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in below-the-waist grooming. That's right, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And on the Gig and Press, we have an exclusive offer for listeners that's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. So Manscaped has created the best-in-class ball hair trimmer ever. Yep, that's right, I said ball hair trimmer. It is the Lawnmower 3.0, which features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Ouch thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for more precise shave and is waterproof. So, you know, you can take it in the shower. Don't use the same trimmer you use on your face as on your balls. Come on, that's just not cool, is it? The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free and smelling nice down there. So yeah, trim your junk, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Okay, now back to the episode. I'm so tired of watching, you know, the analysis and, and match today and everything and, and them saying, like, how well the opposition defence has been against us. And they're saying, <laughs> oh, Fulham, they did nothing, don't take anything away from them. They did really well. And it was the same with Brighton and it was the same with Burnley and it's the same with Newcastle. Every game that we've, we've dropped silly points uh, in. And... It's got to the point now where you don't need to be playing well against Liverpool. It's just this sense of inevitability. And it's just, we look so um, listless in attack and shaky at the back. And the confidence has just has completely gone there. I think Klopp even himself has said that uh, one goal seems to be enough against Liverpool at the moment. And that's just the way it's been. A sort of hallmark of Jurgen Klopp's side seemed to be that they, uh, they always started like very strongly with that intensity and put teams on the back foot straight away. And that's just completely gone. It's, you know, whatever the opposite of starting like a house on fire is. Starting like a wet house, Perds. We're like a wet house. <laughs> a house underwater. Good analogy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy how we spent three years building up the man mentality monsters mindset for it to be completely destroyed within three months. Um, because I, even if we come back for it and we go on a run next season, there's always going to be that thing in the back of our heads like, well, we, this could crumble at any point and, and opposition will know that. Um, in terms of starting like a, a wet house, whatever you just said. <laughs> let's, let's edit that out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to leave that one in. I quite like it. Um, Episode title. <laughs> I think to get the fire back inside the house, we need yeah. to sit deeper and start counterattacking again because that has always been an asset even when we were controlling games. So we still right. we can still do that. So I think just, just drop back and then counter because we've watched this game for ages now like we control the ball and do nothing let's start doing something else clock please 
Yeah, um, I think there was a report in the Times this morning, I want to say, that said that Jurgen Klopp still has the full backing of FSG and there's no plans to make any changes um, at the end of the season and that he will be given money to invest in the summer, which is good news because I think everybody's sort of sensible, uh, maybe not the president of Namibia, but most people would sort of <laughs> agree with that thinking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right, Emma. There is there is something you know more serious going on there that needs that needs to be uh, looked at. What did we think? Because he made Liverpool made seven changes going into that game against Fulham, um, and I guess that's mainly because Klopp's got an eye now on on the Champions League as the only sort of realistic chance of any kind of success this season. Uh, from my perspective, I think it was good to see Diogo Jota come back in, obviously, and Navi Keita. I thought those two looked fairly positive. I mean, they didn't set the world alight, obviously, um, but there's sort of more positive, progressive footballers in the team that at the moment is really sort of lacking energy and bite. But what has become really apparent, I mean, this isn't sort of groundbreaking stuff, but they just desperately need a stable centre-back pairing. What was it, the 20th they had there this, this weekend with Phillips and Williams? And there just needs to be, you know, whoever it is, it needs to be a decision on who's going to play there from now on. I mean, barring more injuries, obviously. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I, there wasn't too much in the starting lineup that I was disappointed with because, you know, we've been calling for change or to try something different. And, and he did. He did switch it up. The only thing I was surprised about was seeing Nico Williams on instead of Trent. Um, mm. I don't I don't think that was the right game, given, you know, Adam Ola-Luckman was playing for Fulham and he's, you know, clearly one of the best players. Um, so that surprised me. But, yeah, I thought beginning Shakiri fine um you know it was a type of game where you probably want a creative player like Shakiri to come on a player who needs to fight for his place and you know has kind of got something to prove same with you know as you as you said there um Andy about Jota and, and Cater I thought they did they were more direct and, and they did give a little bit more of an when they were on the ball um try to make things happen a little bit it, you know they definitely weren't anywhere near the standards that we know they can be but they you know they tried to give something a little bit and Nice, nice volley from Jota. Incredible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean that would have been a worldie, wouldn't it? But mm. um, yeah, and I think uh, I think obviously in defence he was he was extremely short on options because of injuries. But going forward, I agree. Like I think it was good to see Fabinho come on in midfield as well. Um, I've had enough of him at centre back now. I don't care. Get him in midfield constantly, and I'd like to see Phillips and Kabak start to form a centre back partnership now going forward. Um, although I did say the other day that. I wouldn't mind seeing Reese Williams um, perhaps come come in for you know a, 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 the odd European game. So the, the one against yeah. RB Leipzig, I know we'll come on to this, but yeah, probably Williams for that game for me, just to protect Phillips because I think he's probably our best centre back at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Phillips and Kabak would I'd like to see them as a as a centre back pairing going forward. Yeah, any other any positives you want to take? from this game, Purs, is there anything at all? I mean, it just seems mad now that this is the same season that we won, or even this is three months since we won 7-0 at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, well, this was like my last excuse, which was like, oh, we're losing games because we can't change anything around. And then we change everything around and we still lose 1-0. Um, positives, Emma, Emma said, Fabinho in midfield, and, and that's about it. Um, I thought Nico Williams did well going forward. But yet again, I thought he was all right. Yeah, we're yeah. exploited on that on that right hand side again. Even with Trent there, we, that's just we're just ticking every box that game. M meaningless crosses into the box, dinking it terribly into the forwards. Um, keeper has a worldie against Jota's strike. 
just everything again went wrong. Um, I thought, I thought like Cater came in and like looked good at the start, and then he gets dragged down to everyone's level, and he's losing the ball towards the last like half an hour of the game, and Jota doesn't really get a sniff after that volley. Um, and as for Salah, like he can be annoyed that he's getting subbed off, but he's been poor for three months as well, so he needs to step up and do much better. So. No good whining if you're not putting in the performances as well. I've had enough. Okay. Big, big talk from Perts there yeah. to Salah. Yeah, that that was a proper little rant. I felt like I felt like you've you've been holding that in. Well, it, it, was, really, it was good to let it let it, it out. Thank you. It really annoyed me when he was whining on the bench. I'm like, yeah, but you've been shit. So deal with it. <laughs> Although he was yeah. our best chance of scoring, so probably the wrong decision. But still. Um, was the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was the worst part of the defeat not just the fact of losing to Fulham, but was it also Scott Parker's coat and losing to that coat? <laughs> well, I was going to say that that's a positive, is that we won in terms of Liverpool on the fashion front because Jürgen <laughs> coat was better than Scott Parker's. Yeah. So we actually, we, we won half of that game. That's the real battle, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bizarre coat. I mean, was it that hurts? Oh, 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 it was bad. bad. Sure, it was bad, but was it that bad? But it was like yeah. a coat over a coat, and it seemed to be too small for him it was as well. A chilly it was sort Sunday of... afternoon. It's like he specifically picked a coat that would match a blazer that he's wearing underneath, which is even mm. worse. So, like you know, when um, you know, it's like a fancy dress, and you get like a one of those fake jackets. It's like a waistcoat thing, and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It pretends it's got buttons on it. That's what that jacket was like. It's like even the buttons looked fake. It was just yeah. wrong. It actually looked like a mum coat now, think about it. You yeah. were all in for it 20 seconds ago, Perth. <laughs> all in? I'm just saying Don't like... jump on the coat bandwagon I'm now just because we... Emma slagged it off. <laughs> we didn't win. You're, you're acting like we won the fashion game like 10-0. I'm saying like it's a 3-0. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it was at least 6-0. Oh, yeah, least. it was a battering. Like it, there could have been more goals for sure. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that Pep's had some very dodgy uh, touchline wear in recent games as well. <laughs> yeah, and that weird embossed city badge on the back of his jacket as well. Have you seen that? Yeah. I'm just saying maybe yeah. maybe bad coats are the way to go for Klopp to help turn this around. I mean, it's I an mean, option. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like like Perd says, he he suggested changing things around. That didn't work. So change the fashion around. That might work. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, another way to potentially uh, change things around is getting penalties, which Liverpool are not doing at the moment. And one reason for that is that Sadio Mane is continually staying on his feet, which is, I mean, probably something that we want players to be doing a bit more of. But he has ridden a couple of challenges in the box recently. And Michael Owen, of all people, has got a very interesting theory on why he's not going down. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these quotes, guys, but I'll just I'll read them to you. Uh, we had um, post-match of when I think it was under pressure from Anderson. Manny might have gone down, but he, he stayed on his feet. Uh, Owen said, I just wonder, and it might be a bit of a devious thought creeping into my head. Mo Salah is the penalty taker in this team. And if he, Mane, thinks he's getting a chance to score, he thinks, well, I'm going to score if I don't stay on my feet. Mo Salah's going to get another penalty. These players have been going for the golden boot for the past couple of seasons. It might be a wild sort of theory, but the competitive nature of him and Mo Salah, we've seen them not passing to each other when one of them is in a much better position. I mean, Emma, what do you think of that? I mean, that is probably just underneath Mr. President's 
<laughs> like there's not much separating the two of them that was that was incredible um i mean i actually agree on the fact that and i said this on a on a podcast yesterday that i think we need to start winning more free kicks like on the edge of the box like being a little bit smarter in, in going Definitely. down um yeah. so so i agree with that element of it um and obviously that applies to penalties as well his reasoning behind it to be blunt is just it's absolutely psycho, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's odd, yeah. And I don't know if this like reflects badly on on Michael Owen. Like, is this is these yes. the sort of thoughts that he was having when he was a player? <laughs> you know, I mean, Definitely. he calls them devious thoughts. But I mean, we don't really see. I mean, there's a, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of sort of, sort of tabloid rumors that Mane and Salah don't really like each other. But I, yeah, I can't I can't see this as being a possibility. Can you, Perds? No, I mean it's mental. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think he's trying to do. He's trying to be Roy Keane, um, mm. and miss the mark massively, um, because Mane's on like nine goals, right? And Salah's on seventeen. Seventeen. It's so not much of a competition this, there. Is if it? this was a thing to like, oh, well, I'm going to catch you up, so I'm not going to go down. Like you're way off, mate, and you've been terrible. I'm going yeah. to Mane now, Christ. I feel like teams need to be scoring goals as well for yeah, any players but... to win golden boots. And also, like, was Milner on the pitch at the time? Because if he was, he would have taken the penalty. Just going to throw that in there. Someone uh, check I that, don't know please. Who's... Mike uh, in yeah, the, in the there comments. you go. Let us know. Was right, Milner on take, the pitch? Take that, Michael Owen. Uh, Liverpool <laughs> legend. <laughs> isn't, isn't he, like, a global ambassador? Like, I, Surely he's not actually allowed to say that. Is he? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I think he. I think he was Liverpool's first ever global ambassador. I'm oh, like wow. 98 sure on that. Cancel him. Yeah, get him out. Yeah. Get him out. Yeah, well done. He's 13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in more positive news, then getting away from the game at the weekend, Stevie G's won the league. I mean, Woo! in March, Finally. Rangers have won the league. Stopped Celtics. Uh, charge for 10 in a row north of the border i mean this is impressive stuff right i mean when he first went there that was that was the the goal that he was trying to achieve i mean some people sort of um maybe turned their nose off a bit about him going there and saying that he was going to fail and stuff but he really really hasn't and it's been it's been really impressive what he's done there right emma yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, I was just bringing up the table because I couldn't remember how many points they they won it by as it stands. I think it's like twenty three or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, was... they're currently t- yeah twenty ahead. Twenty ahead. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah that's incredible. I mean I think he's done a brilliant job. I mean he's been helped by the fact that Celtic have been absolutely disastrous as well. Um, mm. But you know you can only you can only beat what's in front of you and the the records that they've broken and like they went on a mad unbeaten run. Uh, barely conceded any goals um, you know got an incredible home record like they, they've just been brilliant and they're playing some really good football as well and he's got the best out of you know the likes of Ryan Kent who you know local mm-hmm. fans will know well from his time there and um, obviously Michael Beale as well who was at Liverpool he's gone over there and helped him out so and he's got Gary Mack there I think as well um, so yeah I just think he's he's not only gone there and sort of had the arrogance to say no like I'm I'm the main man for this he's recognized that he's inexperienced and he's brought in people more experienced than him in his coaching staff and he's worked with them and learned off them and got the best out of himself and and of the players so um I'm absolutely delighted for him and it did sort of um you know 
cloud over the fact that that Liverpool had suffered a horrendous defeat earlier that day. Just to see him, you know, get 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 that win was was just was just so good. And I'm just yeah, I'm just really happy for him. Mm. Perds, did you see him do the uh, it's like a, a belly slide across the dressing room floor? Did he? No. After the title win? Yeah, I didn't. You have to I check that footage it. out. It's the, lovely. The last time I saw him celebrating like that was uh, the Colo Tori dance in the hotel. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. just genius. I love that video. Um, yeah, it is wonderful to see him doing well. Uh, hey, Perds, do you know who I spoke to yesterday? No. Who was it? I do know, but I'll tell you what. Who was it? <laughs> well, teammate of Steven Gerrard no and of Michael Owen and oh. of the president of Namibia. No, not him. <laughs> uh, is uh, John Arnarisa. Uh, and Legend. yeah, really good guy. And he told me that he was quite sure that Steven Gerrard would um, succeed Klopp as Liverpool manager. He said that he was quite sure that he would be offered the role and that he would uh, want to take it on. I mean, is this looking like a bit of an ine- inevitability now? Big John is sure. Are you sure, Perds? <laughs> well, yeah. Like we said the other week, I don't, we don't want him. And now he's actually now he's a, now he's, now he's a title it. winner. Yeah, like let's bring him in. You know, not yet. Did John? Did John say? I'm going to call him his first name. Did John say yeah. when he's coming in? When he's going to be? Well, I mean, he was keen for Klopp to stay on and try and turn things around. Okay. And he said that um, on the same page. Then. Yeah, you can read these quotes on on ninety min. Um, uh, but he said, hey, I think think his clock is looking at this as his biggest challenge of his career to turn things around for next season. I think he would love that challenge, and I think he would love to prove the critics wrong next season. I think Klopp is going to stay for a few more years. I mean, probably I do agree with that, and I guess the timing is is going to be the most important thing here, isn't it, Emma? But it just, regardless of whether it's a good idea or who wants it, it does kind of have that that sense of inevitable that at some point Steven Gerrard will be back at Liverpool in a in a coaching or managerial capacity. Yeah, and I think I I, I, I think he will. Um, I think that was that was always the plan. Obviously, he he started out in the academy, and he said from day one, you know, I want to spend my my life essentially at this club. So I think everything that he's doing, um, the people that he's surrounding himself with, and probably even the style of football he's trying to play as well, I think is all. Um, with the end goal of him bringing that back to Liverpool and applying that to to Liverpool, so um, yeah, I think I think he he will be, um, and I don't think that's going to be anytime soon. Um, <laughs> let's say Klopp was to walk away next year, then it's different because I don't think Steven Gerrard would be ready for it. I think he needs to prove himself, which we've discussed on previous pods. Um, yeah. You know, he needs to prove himself first. So I don't want to see him just do a Frank Lampard and get given the job. Um, Got a question. Oh, what if he wins oh, the Europa go. League this season with Rangers? Is there still? Oh my god! Um, I think I think that would obviously help him, but I still think he needs to go and get more competitive domestic football. Um, so yeah, birds. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, like, but it would like. I think if he was to get it off the back of winning the Europa League, then I think there'd be far less arguments against it. Um, but yeah, just for me personally, I would still like to see him, you know, go and get a bit more domestic football experience and yeah and and even just a little bit more sort of in a more competitive transfer window as well so mm-hmm. like especially with Scottish football like he's done well in the loan market but a lot of those signings will come from you know like with with strong links to Scottish football whereas even just going yep. to like another club in Europe like having to sort of maneuver that transfer window will be very different for him so um yeah I I, I could go into it but I I think 
I think he is naturally going to be um, a Liverpool manager at some point in his career. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I think it depends very much on, on the timing and the setup that he will have around him. Uh, but yes, I agree. I think Klopp will want to stay on and, and, and try to turn things around. And yeah, his, his contract is until 2024 anyway. And I think because of what he's achieved, he has a lot more um, leeway in deciding you know, when it is that he wants to step aside, as he should. And you know, we look forward to many more years of, of Klopp success. Uh, let's take a quick break there, and when we come back, we'll be looking ahead to the second leg against RB Leipzig in the Champions League. Okay, we're back. Um, Perds Leipzig won their last three away games 3 0. That's a bad sign, isn't it? Well, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> yeah, although they didn't beat us. So. Does that really yeah. matter? And, you know, it's a way for both teams. So, Oh, yeah, someone's going to go out on away goals, potentially, aren't they? Like Emma said a few weeks ago. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Hopefully not Budapest us. That wouldn't be goals. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the fact that this is in a neutral ground, it's supposed to be at Anfield, but it won't be at Anfield. I mean, Emma, that probably that kind of helps in a way right now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Budapest is like my favourite city now. It's brilliant. Love it. <laughs> I've decided Have you ever been? it's like... Yeah, no, I actually have been. And it, it was, yeah. uh, it probably was like my number three or four of places that I visited. But now it's, <laughs> it's just now, now up it's, the list. Yeah, yeah, now it's my number one. But it, it could it could go to like, it could go right down to the bottom, depending on the result, as Perth <laughs> says. So um, right now, I'm going to call it home. It's fantastic. Brilliant place. Great vibes. Um, it is nice. Have you been to the, uh, have you been to the Ruin Bars? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah and I did, really I did the little, uh, the little mud bath thing oh lovely like i don't it's i'm assuming that that's what it is but yeah i was only there for like four days and just like the weather was incredible so i mean i could tell you all about my holiday here if you really want to know i mean it might be better than liverpool's recent form so yeah we'll see we'll see what makes the edit and we can just cut (laughs) cut (laughs) you know um yeah no i I think it'll be like liverpool will be looking forward to um getting away new surroundings um new competition and mm-hmm. look, we've got two goal advantage, guys. So pos- positive vibes. Yeah, get in that mud bath. Um, <laughs> Perds Angelino, who we sort of remember from his time at Man City, now at Leipzig. He was talking in the press conference ahead of this game. Uh, he called Trent Alexander-Arnold too offensive in the sense that he gets forward, not as in that he's been, you know, yeah. slagging off people. Uh, but he suggested that Leipzig might get joy in behind Liverpool's fullbacks. Um, which, to be honest, I'm quite worried about that as well. Is that the sort of biggest worry ahead of this game that with Liverpool's centre-back situation being the way it is that the full-backs don't have the cover that maybe they need in these kind of games? Well, yeah, but hang on. Isn't he too offensive? And didn't we get in behind <laughs> them twice? What's he talking about? Shut, shut up. Um... <laughs> People in glass houses, Angelina. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I mean, yeah, look, they easily could, right? But... If we're taking it on the game last time, we'll do exactly the same again because they were pushing up and we got in behind them. So just keep quiet until the game's over, and then you can then you can exploit Trent in the press conference when you eventually get rounded and win three nil. All right, we can't keep quiet because you know we've got a, we've got a podcast to do. But uh, yeah, thanks thanks for the advice. Anyway, 
Um, if we get through this, I mean, the two goal advantage is, is quite good. Let's be honest. If we get through this, is there a sort of a very slight whisper it 2005 vibes to this season? Emma, come on, tell me, tell me there is. Yeah, I, I'm good. all aboard the Champions League gravy train. <laughs> like, the, the day, I'm, I'm ticking things off of like, you know, things we can look forward to or things we could like cling on to. So now this is the only thing. I am absolutely 100% decided that Liverpool have won the Champions League. Like I've thrown mm -hmm. everything in there. So uh, I'm not going to be prepared for the mental breakdown of, of when <laughs> of, of, of when we don't win the Champions League. But I've decided that that that, we, that we're yeah we're doing it. This is our year. Oh, Bring excited, it is an interesting. <laughs> it is an interesting year because there's not well there are teams that I mean City are, are obviously playing very well. Bayern Munich are, are still are still Bayern Munich. But you look at the Spanish teams; they're not quite the same as they were in previous years. Obviously. Um, potentially Juventus might even go out to mm -hmm. uh, to Porto. I mean, there are... And the domestic teams, you know, Liverpool have always got a chance over two legs. I mean, Perds, am I selling, am I selling it to you? Uh, you are, and Emma did as well. And I think the, the slight shred of confidence that our team will have is in this uh, Champions League because we've got zero in the Premier League. Um, so, you know, we could be back in the Champions League, so to speak, uh, still a very long way to go. And even if we get to the semis, that's a decent little run, isn't it? Mm. And we've seen it with Liverpool before, but also with, with Chelsea and with other teams that they use the Champions League as a real chance to, to reset. And because it's a, it's a one-off game and you don't have that pressure, everything that comes with the with the Premier League, I think, as, as Emma says, getting to Budapest and just physically getting away from the Premier League just for a couple of days might actually be a really beneficial thing. So, yeah. Get in those mud baths, get in those ruin bars and have a great time, guys. And come back uh, as quarter-finalists, at least. Although, uh, who... I, will, I will just say the beer is really cheap, though. So we just need to make sure they don't get too drunk. Because we saw how bad mm -hmm. they were against Man City after they celebrated winning the title. And they they do not play well like hungover. You know, like when... They play well now. Imagine how, <laughs> well, how yeah. it would be. Might, well, it might be better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Emma, was this was this a hen do by any chance that you were in Budapest for? Oh no, this this, <laughs> <laughs> this is just normal. Yeah, just no, normal. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was at uni actually. To be fair, so I think I was in like my second year. So I'm gonna say I was young. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. probably like Purdy <laughs> age, something like that. No. Oh no, like pro probably older than Purds still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't legally travel on your own yet, can you, Purds? Yeah. So, yeah. Hi. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. He's an adult. It's oh, fine. Um, who go on, Posen? Who are we starting for this game? I think the latest news is that probably Hendo, Kabak, and Firmino are presumed out, and we don't. We Shock. still don't know whether Ben Davis is actually a real human being or a figment <laughs> of our collective imagination. <laughs> I don't. I just don't know. Look, Nat Phillips has to start. He's he's our best defender at the moment, which is mental to say. Um, and then I, I'm not sure we've got any other options back there other than Reese Williams. Um, so you would. Pref so we saying Emma said this before. You are you saying you'd prefer to have uh, Phillips and Williams ahead of Fabinho stuck back there? Yeah, because I think Fabinho will do a job like protecting them anyway, in front of them. So to have all three is is good by me. Um, and then anything can happen after that. Uh, 
I don't think Wijnaldum played particularly well and he's played every minute this season, it seems like. Mm. like that might actually be true. Um, so I'd probably give him a rest, bring Thiago back in. Who else are we looking at? Who else have we got? Curtis Jones. He's all right, isn't he? Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> uh, can't have Cater as well. That's too, that's too offensive, isn't it? Like Angelino said. Yeah. Um, Milner. Milner, Salah, Jota. Money. Yeah, but he doesn't go down for penalties, so do we want to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shaq. Uh, Emma, any changes to that incredibly well thought through and researched <laughs> lineup yeah. that Perth did there? Yeah, I, I'd play Williams with Kabak, not Phillips, just because, yeah, I'd, okay. I, I want to save Phillips. Um, there's a chance. I don't know. We don't know whether he's going to be fit for this yet. But if he is, I oh, assume well, that he will. He I mean, will start. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if he's not fit, then uh, then it's it's Phillips and Williams, yeah. isn't it? So, um, but yeah, Trent back in, Robbo starting. Um, although I wouldn't be massively opposed to Milner starting at left back, to be honest, just to give Robbo a, a bit of a rest. But I think, like yeah. I said, I think you just gotta. I'd rather. Not that I want anyone to be injured, but I'd rather Robbo be injured for three or four weeks after this game because this is the most important yeah. game of the season now. So, um, yeah. Exactly. yeah, and then I'd have Fabinho, Naby Keita probably, and Curtis Jones um, in the midfield three. But I again, I Thiago's fine. He can go in instead of Curtis Jones. Um, and then front three, I'd probably play uh, Ox, Jota. Ooh. And wow. Salah maybe. Who's going through the middle in that front three? You having Jota, Jota. as the in the Firmino yeah. role? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And then finally, then just before we get predictions from you guys, the big question, Emma, you're a proper journalist. Is Ben Davis Thanks. a real human being? You know what? I haven't seen him live, and I haven't seen him in <laughs> in person yeah. yet. So I mean that's. 99% down to coronavirus, but that's irrelevant to the question. So, yeah, hashtag I'm gonna... where's Ben? Yeah, oh my god, right, we need to start. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, well, I don't even know if he's been registered in the Champions League squads or something or anything, but or, but um, we haven't seen him in, in any bench yet so far. I know he had an injury niggle, but it is it's becoming slightly worrying that we haven't seen any sign of him yet, but. I don't, I don't think he'd do much better with him, to be honest. Not as any. No, he might guy. be amazing. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> we still. I mean, it was Salah's fault for the goal against Fulham. Like he can't. Yeah. Fly at that ball. So. He's he's in a mud bath in Budapest, guys. <laughs> there you go. That's where he is. Heard it here first with the president of Namibia. <laughs> um, okay, so two 0 Just don't concede two goals. Essentially, Perds. What's your prediction for this game then? Uh, nil nil. Just like, Ooh, do you remember the clean por- sheet? Yeah, do you remember the Porto one when we won the Champions League? The yes. the other leg. Yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, I don't really remember it at all. Just remember the scoreline. So, that please. Okay, we'll take it. Emma, what are you saying? I'm I'm going one nil Liverpool here. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to be far more pessimistic and say 2-1 to Leipzig, but that should be enough given the circumstances. I just want to relax, Andy. I was going to say. I'm going to have to go and buy another bottle of rum. What a shame. No, it's more fun to be on the edge of your seat the whole time. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, keep the president of Namibia's tweets notifications on and enjoy <laughs> that from the edge of your sofa. Um, I think that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Gagan Press. If you can, please drop us a review wherever you get your pods. That'd be very much appreciated. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be back again next week, hopefully on Monday then, to talk through uh, this game. And then who have we got? I haven't even looked I that far ahead. I think it's Arsenal. Oh, which God. is okay. just horrible. I mean, any <laughs> I could have said any team there. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, it didn't bring this. No, it's um, it's Wolves on the oh, on fuck. the fifteenth. So we've got, <laughs> yeah, that's on the Monday after. So we can preview that game. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I think on Twitter, Perds, uh, after the Fulham game, that Liverpool is literally the easiest game in the Premier League right the now. Fulham game, and I was confident we'd lose that one. So I tweeted yeah. it. Well done, you, for that prediction. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, well, it's goodbye from me, uh, Andrew Headspeeth. Say goodbye, Alex Purdy. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. And it's goodbye from Emma Sanders. Goodbye and goodbye, Mr. President. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.